Casey's Confidential. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Jacob Kruger. Jacob is the chef of Cosmo Burger, a ghost kitchen located inside Dodson's Bar and Commons in Waldo. Jacob is from Kansas City and has worked in the restaurant industry since he was 16. Prior to opening Cosmo Burger, he was the general manager at Beer Station. Starting Cosmo Burger through his passion of cooking, this ghost kitchen has taken KC by storm. Cosmo Burger has had a wild amount of success in the first year of opening. Nominated for Best Burger and Best Tots in the Pitch Best of KC 2021. Voted for one of the best new restaurants in KC in 2021 in Feast Magazine. And being mentioned on numerous podcasts and radio stations. I'm so excited to have Jacob here today because I am a huge fan of Cosmo Burger. It's across the street from me and I am no stranger to those burgers and tots. So welcome to the podcast, Jacob. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sari. This is awesome. Uh, that was that was quite the introduction. I appreciate you uh, covering all those details. Uh, honestly, at times it's kind of hard for me to keep up. Sometimes I usually get emails from other people telling me about, "Hey, this is on some publications." So I was like, "Oh, okay," because I'm just so busy doing everything else right now. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, and so I mean, just to sort of start off, how has that been for you? I mean, you've been open for a little over a year now. Uh, as a ghost kitchen in in Dodson's. And so having all of the success, how has that been? How have you reacted to it? Well, I mean, uh, I have been kind of just floored by the fact that people have really been digging it. Um, initially, it just started off as just a small idea that, you know, uh, I was just kind of sort of kicking the can down the street trying to figure out what I was going to do and I mean I was in a bit of a crossroads between um, you know if I was going to stay in the food service industry or if I was going to look for something else right around in 2020 and uh, thankfully you know with the success and everything that's gone it's I mean I I wouldn't say I mean I'm I'm happy and obviously excited I think there's a little bit of luck that goes into it too but I feel like the product itself speaks for itself and People really seem to like it, and I'm glad that people do because I mean, I I'm just trying to put out good quality uh, food for everybody to have. So, yeah. um, thankfully, that's been going over well. So, and having been in the restaurant industry for a number of years, is mm-hmm. sort of owning your own business and being, you know, I, cooking being your true passion, kind of in the industry. Is this something you've always seen yourself doing, or a goal you've been working towards? You know, I, if you would have asked me in the summer of 2020, uh, when I was first initially starting this up, I probably would have been said no. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I've just, it's just more of been kind of like a, a bit of an act out of necessity of sorts, you know, because I, uh, when I was in, in, you know, summer 2020, trying to figure out what I was going to do next, what the next step was going to be, you know, I've had the experience of running kitchens, I've had the experience of a lot of different um, operations in kitchens and also in restaurants and bars and things like that, that, I mean, it's, it does kind of make it 
at that point sort of the next logical step you know like you you only can do the same thing for so long until you really kind of take a, a you know a step elsewhere and honestly i think the fact that with the crew that i'm working with it makes it um that much i would i would say easier and also it's just beneficial to have people that really believe in it too um you know i'm surrounded by uh not only the guys who work in the kitchen but also you know uh the bartenders at uh dotson's has been awesome um and obviously then atit and jugal patel so they own um the, what is known as aj hospitality which is where i kind of i'm aligned in there with also Dotson's and then also Goat and Rabbit. So in this one big kind of company, and we're all sort of working together to really just build a certain culture and uh, workplace atmosphere that, you know, is it's hopefully changing with the rest of, you know, the way that the hospitality industry is sort of gearing towards a little bit more dignity and respect to everybody working. But yeah. And um, so for those who are unfamiliar with what a ghost kitchen is, can you sort mm-hmm. of explain how a ghost kitchen operates and how that works. Yeah. So the ghost kitchen, uh, which, which the fact that, I mean, we, it was something that was established with Dotson's, which they were usually using that as a pop-up kitchen where they had a lot of different pop-ups come up and businesses come through and they just have different, you know, if people aren't familiar with pop-up kitchens, obviously it's just, you know, a chef or someone who has an idea of where they want to sell some sort of food or some sort of menu. They have a quick pop-up thing. They run through things through. So um, with the ghost kitchen concept, I mean, a lot of, div- I, which is funny because obviously when it first initially started, I had no idea what it was. It was just a matter of just like, well, I got these burgers I want to sell and the kitchen was just not in use. So as far as to describe what, what that would mean for a ghost kitchen, it's just that operates in a way where there's the ability for a business to run essentially a kitchen out or some sort of a kitchen operation out of their, their restaurant, which is somewhat separate from say, like, you know, it's Dotson's is running Cosmo burger kind of thing where people can order online. They can set up, carry out delivery. We don't offer delivery, but we do our order offer carry out, but it's just a way that it's primarily for spaces where it can't necessarily accommodate a full restaurant. So it's like a kitchen that's just sort of operating a lot of it digitally, which I think is one of the bigger things that I feel people uh, have really enjoyed about our business. Some, some not as much who to have the sort of technological issues with it, but, you know, I feel like it makes a certain ease of ordering and it really kind of helps us dictate sort of like the volume of the kitchen and how we can make sure that, you know, we're not overwhelming ourselves in certain situations. We can have sort of kind of set our parameters the way that we need to. So so when you decide to you know, use that space in Dodson's, knowing that there would be a little more of a limited kitchen space, how are you deciding what was going to be on the menu? I know you oh, love yeah. burgers. I know you're a burger guy, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, how did you come up with you know, what the limited menu would offer? Well, the limited menu primarily was it was something that wasn't necessarily as uh, a limitation on space, I would say, but it was more of just the concept of keeping things as simple as we possibly could, you know, cause I've, I've always, um, when it comes to like stuff with like burgers and things like that, I've never really been a big fan of like, uh, uh something where it's just this gigantic mess of a burger that you can't eat. You have to unhinge your jaw to get to. And with something like what we're doing with Cosmo, it's more just like, there's not a whole lot of fuss. There's a very specific layout to what it is. And also in a situation like that, especially in working the kitchen, that means that also puts potential limitations, but also a way that it kind of makes it a concise 
way to run the kitchen and keep your inventory in check. I think one of the other big things was just that, yeah, I mean, size was definitely another part of it um, as far as just how much we can contain in the kitchen. But as I've grown to learn is as the business continue, continues to succeed, that means that, I mean, we've been, we started off with just, you know, a small grill that we were working with. And now it was like, what, a, I think a, it was about a three by three foot griddle that we were using, which is now uh, it's a five foot wide grill instead. So we can fit where it was 16 burgers before we can fit 30 burgers on there now. So, I mean, like we've, it's, it's, we've grown a little bit, but I, I think one of the main things is trying to keep things as concise and easy as possible with the menu for the customer, for the people prepping the food, everything in between. And I want to hear more about the pickles that you offer on your menu. I mm-hmm. love pickles. My nickname yeah. growing up was pickle. Okay. And the first time I went to first time my roommate and I ordered Cosmo burger, we saw that you offer a, a mm-hmm. pint of, of homemade pickles. So mm-hmm. can you tell me a little more about that? Or is it some like top secret recipe? <laughs> I mean, it's not, I, I, I mean, I won't divulge into the specifics of the recipe, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, no, that was, that was also, it was a recipe that I had built um, and had spent time and other and at home. Um, and also just had messed around with different styles of quick pickling and things like that. And um, I like specifically when it comes to a pickle, I like something that has a nice crispness to it. Also a good amount of like, not like heat, but just sort of that like sort of like red pepper spice uh, as well as some garlic kind of like flavor to it. And we make a lot of pickles. Uh, it's, it's a lot. I mean, we're, we're going through about, I mean, we're in, it used to be we were prepping them maybe once every week and a half. Now it's like we're prepping multiple five gallon um, buckets uh, within, I mean, maybe four, four to five times a week. So uh, people seem to dig them. I've been trying, that's the thing, like the demand for them was so high that I, that's why we had to make them more or make more of them because I mean, I want to make sure that we can actually still sell them and find. So now we're getting to a point where they're going to be a little bit more consistent there. But, um, and when, um, you were coming up with your perfect burger combination, what was that mm-hmm. process like? I mean, how mm-hmm. long did it take you to come up with what you felt like was the perfect Cosmo burger? Oh man. Um, that was, (laughs) so that would have been back in July of 2020 or somewhere around there. I ate so many cheeseburgers within that month. Like it was a crazy amount. Like I'd never, I thought I would be tired of them by the time, you know, I ever got everything going. I still, honestly, I still have about a burger once a week. Um, and, uh, Anyway, so the process was, I mean, a lot of it was who's going to provide the beef. Like I went through, I went uh, to a couple different uh, butcher shops. You know, I went to McGonagall's, which is now Fairway, as well as uh, Bickle Myers. And I feel like there was a couple there. I'm trying to remember the other. I think it was just one of the, any of the providers, like a restaurant depot or something like that to kind of compare the, the those. And so I was making, you know, what kind of toppings I want to make sure I have on them. If it's going to be, you know, uh, with a certain style of pickle that I'm, is, is it going to be a thicker or thinner? Is it going to be something with the sauce? I was just messing around with that. A lot of it was just trying to come up with a lot of, uh, with the, just the blend of flavors, everything together to make a very cohesive, just like you get a little bit of a tang from the sauce. Uh, you get a little bit of the crunch and texture from the pickle and a little bit of uh, acidity and tartness 
American cheese, which I used to, I abhorred for so long. It is perfect on burgers. I can't knock it. When you put it on a burger, it just melts perfectly. It has a certain sort of creaminess to it. It's not, yes, I understand that it's not like, you know, uh, it's not like your camembert or, you know, something high quality type cheese, but it's good on a burger. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, and then the other key component uh, was the bun. I worked with, uh, we work with Roma Bakery on that. And um, actually I remember randomly just, it was one afternoon in to the summer of 2020, wandering into the, the Roma Bakery uh, warehouse out in outside of North Kansas City and just told them that I was going to be opening up a burger shop. They gave me a ton of different samples to, to use up. And, you know, I was just trying to, like, you know, figure out which bun was going to be perfect. But the potato bun was always the option that I wanted to because it's got a nice softness and sweetness to it especially once you kind of wrap it in the, uh, the uh, wax just to kind of let it steam a little bit to make it a little softer. But um, yeah, it was a lot. So then with having opened during COVID, obviously, and then tying that in with the concept of being a ghost kitchen, how did, or how did COVID sort of affect your business and your business model? Especially, I know that originally when Cosmo Burger opened, Dodson's was not allowing people to come in and grab a beer, grab a drink and sit inside. So Mm -hmm. with how things have changed and altered, how has that affected Cosmo Burger? I would say with the effects of COVID, I mean, that's, that's really what, uh, when we first started opening that a lot of it, because Dotson's was open at the beat, like towards the end of 2020, but then shut down in December. And so Dotson's was closed from December of 2020 um, up until May of 2021. And anyway, so uh, I mean, one of the the things that as far as the effects is more of just sort of, I mean, I'm not saying that COVID had any sort of positive sides of things, but it it essentially made us, it forced us to adapt just like everyone else that was working in the restaurant industry. I mean, which that's one of the primary reasons why that we relied so heavily on technology at that point, you know, because that essentially would keep any or limit any kind of contact that people were having with each other, um, uh, being able to just kind of play something, come and grab it, go and be done. And I would say, I mean, moving forward, it it still obviously creates its, um, I mean, we're still not completely out of it, you know, right at this point, but um, it still creates its own uh, headaches, especially when, you know, you have you don't know when randomly someone might go down with it. I mean, I had, I had, I actually caught COVID. This was when we were going to take a, a break just to kind of give us some time to relax uh, after the holiday season to give everyone a little bit of us time to kind of recoup and get ready for the the next year. Uh, of course, during that time, that's when I got it. So, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, I guess if there was a good time to potentially get COVID. That was it. But I mean, it really, um, it, it's created certain uh, obstacles that, you know, as someone that has, you know, run kitchens in the past, this is not something that anyone I think was ever really prepared for. You really had to kind of like think on your feet in those situations where you got all this stuff prepped up and ready to go. And then all of a sudden you find out someone who's had an exposure. It's like, okay, well now we got to figure that out uh, and make sure that we're able to stay open and everything like that. So I, uh, obviously I would say beyond all that, I'm very thankful for the fact that we've had the support that we've had, because I know that obviously this is certainly um, created a lot of issues and a lot of problems for other businesses that are unfortunately not around with us anymore because of this. So uh, that's kind of gets back to when I was talking about how there's a certain level of luck 
that comes into play as well. Um, it's not, I, I feel like a lot of it is the hard work that I put into it. I'm not just saying that I'm an incredibly lucky person on that, but I feel like there is a certain factor that you come into that comes into play with that. So, so I have to ask just cause I'm in the logistics industry. Have you felt mm-hmm. any of the sort of side effects of supply chain shortages and, you know, what I hear in work is a lot of, you know, especially restaurants and the food industry, mm-hmm. things aren't getting to places in time. And given that Cosmo Burger has more of a limited menu, has that had any sort of chain reaction? You know, you would think with the limited menu that we have that potentially that they wouldn't have that great of an effect of supply chain issues, but we still got affected by it. I mean, there was, it was what, uh, this last uh, December, uh, November, and December, we just couldn't get tater tots anywhere. I mean, we could, there were, there were some options that we could have gotten from, uh, from one of the purveyors, but, uh, the quality of it wasn't just what I wanted to put out. They were burning way too easily. And I feel like there was just something wrong with the, um, the actual tater tot process that, that we were picking them up from. So I just, I didn't want to put a, put out an inferior product. And I know if I did, uh, Waldo would be trying to bust down the doors and just, <laughs> you know, they'd be collecting their uh, pitchforks and torches and trying to figure it. Cause Waldo loves tater tots as I have come to learn between working at beer station and at Dotson's and also just any the, uh, the Waldo Facebook group was every other like month you see some sort of post about tater tots, but it's not, it, it, and it's not just that it's also like, I mean, most food, uh, thankfully, most food items we've had, we've been able to track down and I hadn't, haven't had too many issues, but also like the small things you don't really think about, like portion cups, boxes for burgers, uh, any of just essentially like the paper goods that potentially you would not really think twice about because they're used to being just in stock all the time. And now it's like, if you see them, get them, you know, like, cause you, ha- you don't know when the next time you're out, if they're going to be there again. So that's been, it's been a little bit frustrating, but I mean, thankfully we've been able to manage our way around it the best we possibly can. And again, it just sort of gets back to adapting. I mean, it's, if you, if you don't have one option, well, got to figure out and go with something else. It's why we had waffle fries for as long as we did, which now, of course, I still have people asking when are the waffle fries coming back eventually soon. It's, it's a capacity issue. Uh, you know, we don't really have as much space as I would like to, as far as, storage uh, with, with that stuff. But if, if I can make it work, I'm going to make it work. So yeah, I was on a more positive note, you mm-hmm. pretty often like sell out of food. I know, especially oh, yeah. like following Cosmo Burger on Instagram, you do a great job of kind of keeping up if mm-hmm. you sell out and letting people know, Hey, we're, we're sold out for a night. But is, is that like shock you that you on a consistent basis are selling out of food? I mean, I would say one of the big things that I would, it does surprise me, especially within this last month. I mean, we've been having, it's been a pretty crazy time because we've had, you know, we'll set a record one, one hour for one night or for the week, you know, and then two weeks later, it's like, broke that one. And like, so that's, it's a crazy, awesome amount of success that's coming that way. Um, and it's just like, you know, we're just trying to adapt, make sure that we have everything set in place and we're, I'm trying to keep up with the demand as much as possible is what we can, you know, keep in the kitchen that is reasonable to make it work. Cause obviously, you know, I, I don't want to put ourselves where we are promising more than what we can offer and then the, the product suffers. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been exciting and fun to see. I think a lot of it is just with more and more people finding out about us within the last month or two. And, you know, it's, it just seems to continually grow that way, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to see all of that. You also, I was recently announced that, uh, Cosmurger will have a spot in the Lenexa public market. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of explain that decision to me too? And, um, how, how you decided to open, open a space there? Yeah. So, I mean, um, that was something that Jugal Patel, uh, we had discussed about what, you know, what the next step was going to be. This is something where we were just kind of looking out to the future and where potentially, you know, the next say location would be with whether, you know, out in the crossroads, out in Lenexa and other locations. And, you know, like, I think one of the main things is that it just, it, it seemed like the right fit for us. And I feel like it's, I like what's going on out in Lenexa. That's really starting to grow quite a bit more. Um, and I'm excited to be part of all that. I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, and you know, that's, I, there, there are some, so a little bit of nerves when it comes to that, just, I'm not, you know, just trying to make sure to keep my head above water, but I, I feel like that's important. Like if you, if you're not a little bit nervous about all the things that are coming up as things are growing, then if, I mean, if I didn't care, then that'd be a problem. I know I want to make sure that we're doing everything possible to make it as, as good. And just like, so you don't really notice a change from one or the other. Like you go to the Waldo, you go to Lenexa, you get the same thing, you know, um, it's pretty exciting. I, we, we were approached by Lenexa public market about it. And, you know, it's just a relationship that I think I'm really excited about moving forward with and uh, just seeing where it goes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so, that's so exciting. Lenexa public market always has some great, some great stuff and it's fun to go there and see yeah. Um, yeah. the variety well, especially- of food. Yeah. And seeing like, so, you know, obviously like Chewology came out of there and I love what they're doing. Um, so Holly's Kitchen is a great Indian restaurant that I've had some food from them. Uh, I have yet to have, there's a, there's a, I want to say it's like a breakfast burrito, a Mexican breakfast burrito type spot that's in their uh, red kitchen yep. uh, that I've been meaning to try as well. Yeah. The tamales uh, there are also delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard they're awesome. I've heard they're so good. So yeah, I, to be, to be part of everything else going on there um, and just, you know, seeing that space grow as well, you know, I think it'll be exciting to see. That's awesome. Well, I know it's so, like I said, with Cosmberger having been open for a little over a year, it's, it's so cool to see how successful you and the business have been and how much it's grown. And I always encourage people to go and, and get a burger Thank and you. get tots and pickles. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. my order. I get a double cheeseburger, split the tots and split pickles. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Happy to, you know, serve that up to everybody that comes through the window. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you are not making burgers and working on your future business plans, mm-hmm. what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Oh, man. Well, typically, I mean, I'm actually in the middle of I'm making a vegetable curry right now for uh, for my wife and I for a Valentine's Day thing. But, uh, you know, I, I take it easy. I, I, I whenever I my my off time is cherished uh, because I know it's I've got a lot of stuff that I'm working on. So a lot of it is, you know, I like getting out riding my bike. Uh, there's a I, I like going out and playing disc golf around the different courses around here in town just to get some more extra exercise. Uh, music is a big one. I love listening to music. I I do play music, but it's been so long. I haven't picked up a guitar and I couldn't even tell you how long it's been. But um, yeah, just going through with my my records and 
listening to that hanging out at home i i'm i'm kind of a homebody now uh not i don't get out as much as i i, I like to but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm just a pretty chill easygoing guy and being from kansas city what's one of your favorite parts about kansas city and living here the food obviously the food is always a big one you know i always love if i hear of a new spot um, I always want to go check it out and see what's going on with it. I, I, I mean, I, I also like the fact that it's, it does have somewhat of a little bit more of a bigger city feel, but it's not, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. People are generally pretty nice. You know, you can see that for instance, like when you go to other cities like New York, where people really don't give a shit about it for the most part, it's just, they're more interested in themselves, which is fine. I, I mean, I'm not knocking New York. I love New York. But I mean, it's just, you compare that to Kansas City, it's a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, that and like everyone, (laughs) if people live in Kansas City, they rep it big time. Like they love Kansas City. And I think that's one of the other cool things about uh, Casey is that, you know, we are very strongly local. Like we support anything that a lot of the the people here, at least the people that I know that and care about, you know, that they will rep, you know, be it the sports teams, be it the food, be it the the music be everything in between you know if you if it's from kansas city people are going to go crazy about it so i you know I, th- I think that's pretty cool if you could change one thing about kansas city what would you change nba team i want an nba team i really do quentin lucas needs to get on that uh i i mean like maybe there's that there's there's other things too i think that was the that was a, the first thing that came to mind man i so this is going to be an only specific thing because i, I we've talked about talked about this with some other friends of mine but there's the um there's the there's an intersection i've actually been in an uh an accident at this intersection and it's an notorious for just the worst traffic right over on like what it's like when you turn into southwest traffic way it's on like 43rd and there's westport road yes just put around the small stop sign that you drive into traffic before you turn left i know exactly what intersection (laughs) just put a roundabout there and this that's and obviously that this that's just something that comes to mind because we've been talking about it uh, with some friends of mine but nba team that's that's definitely up there for me as well that's a good one i know it's it's exciting that we have the casey current coming but yes Uh i um i know of a lot of people who are are big nba people wish we had a team do you follow college basketball at all Eh, a little bit, you know, I, so as <laughs> probably because of the fact that uh, I am an MU fan, that's one of the main reasons why I don't really follow a basketball, but not very, but you good. have no team to root for because yeah. you're not a Jayhawks fan. I understand yeah. now, but it's, and it's primarily that, I mean, my, oddly enough, my, my team that I do root for is the Portland trailblazers. It was just random. I just picked him. I also, I think Damian Lillard's an absolute stud. Like I have nothing but respect for that guy's game and what he represents and everything about him. I think he's awesome, but it would just be nice to have something like that in Kansas city where it's like, you know, I, I grew up watching basketball. I actually, oddly enough, grew up a KU fan, went to MU for my undergrad. And then, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's not necessarily that I hate you. It's just like, I, I have no real affiliation. It's just like, now it's like, ah, whatever. That's great. Well, can you tell us when the uh, Lenexa public market space is opening? Do you have a set opening date? 
We are. So it's in the process right now of just getting things like, for instance, like specking out the space, getting uh, equipment, uh, planning out, you know, what all the ins and outs of, of one exit. But from what it looks like, more than likely, it's tentatively in May is where I know that's what the website says on one exit could potentially be June. But I would say, you know, late. Uh, late spring, early summer is what we're looking at. Are there any other exciting things coming to fruition at Cosmo Burger? Any other menu items you might be adding? (laughs) I'm working on a thing or two. I'm keeping under wraps for the the time being, but uh, yeah, there's potentially going to be some other things that'll be available soon. Awesome. Nothing nothing mind-blowing to be honest, but it, well, unless, I I probably shouldn't (laughs) talk myself down like that. But it, it should be great. I, I, it'll be great. That's that's what I'm going. Uh, when someone wants to order Cosmo Burger, how mm-hmm. can they put in an order? What's what's their process? So it goes. You go to uh, CosmoBurgerKC.com. Uh, there's an option where you can jump to our uh, online menu, and that is uh, where there's a little button that says Order Burger. You uh, essentially fill up your cart like you would say on like, you know, any other online ordering system uh, with a double, a single an order of tots. If you want a cocktail, those are there. Um, also, obviously, the pint of pickles. If you want to do that, too. And then you pay for it over, over your phone or if you I mean, if you're at home sitting on your laptop, whatever, you can do that there as well. Once you pay, then you get, you know, a notification saying that your order went through. It'll give you a quote of time when you're supposed to pick it up. Come in and pick it up uh, whenever you get a text too. say if you're sitting at the bar and you're just hanging out, having a drink. Uh, as soon as your order is done, you get sent a text to let you know that your order is ready to pick up. And that's it. Pretty simple. And will the uh, Lenexa location will be more of a walk up counter situation or will it be similar with ordering online? It, we, we will still be. Yeah, we'll still be uh, leaning on the online ordering system because I, th- I, I mean, honestly, like I said, it sort of makes uh, allows us to sort of have a little bit more of um, control over the actual volume of where, where things are coming through. You don't have big, messy lines of people. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool to see like a long line of people and people see that like, oh, that place looks good. But I mean, like at the same time, it just kind of creates a clutter and it makes it a little bit easier for, you know, for everyone. Like I said, if you're just sitting there hanging out uh, or you're on your way to pick something up, you just send it right through and it'll be ready. Um, the Instagram account is Cosmo Burger KC, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Perfect. Yeah. I, I... Or uh, Cosmo Burger underscore Casey. Yeah. Underscore Casey. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I highly recommend anyone to, to follow, like I said, cause you do a great job of keeping up when food sells out, which as mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned earlier is yeah. a common occurrence. So it's a good <laughs> idea to keep up with that. Just so you're not surprised if you go to order online and, and the food is sold yeah. out. Get it okay. when you can, you know, Perfect. Well, anything else you want to add? Any other notes about Cosmo Burger or your life in Kansas City? <laughs> uh, no, not really. I mean, I just other than the fact that, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful and grateful for all the support that we've been getting. Um, you know, I think it's I think, like I said, it's really awesome that people are supporting local and really, I think a lot of different restaurants were struggling that a lot of people just you know, came in, ordered whatever they needed to do and also still like repped up the places. And obviously like Sarah, like you're talking about, like you rec- recommending that to the, your friends and your friends recommended to other friends. So, you know, I'm really grateful and thankful for the position that we're in right now and just very excited to see what happens next. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And yeah. 
yeah, everyone go check out Cosmo Burger if you haven't already. I'm a frequent customer. Hopefully when I uh, move out of this house, which is happening fairly soon, I'm hoping to stay in the area because man, do I have the perfect view of the back of Dodson's just smelling your your across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Thank you for being here. And of course, thank you for coming yeah, you can follow Cosmo Burger on Instagram, Cosmo Burger underscore KC. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me, KC by Sari. And we will see you next week. Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.